Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about long copy and specifically uh, when long copy works in B2B. Now, I know a lot of people say that B2B is a short copy world, especially when it comes to sales copy like emails and landing pages and product pages. And for the most part, that is true. Um, A lot of the promotional writing that you'll do as a B2B writer has to do with generating leads, lead generation. So you're promoting a free white paper or promoting a free webinar or some other free offer to help generate leads for a company. And you don't need a whole lot of copy to do that. The emails tend to be no more than a page or two long when you're doing those type of promotions. The landing pages tend to be short. The sales pages tend to be relatively short. The copy still needs to be fantastic. It still needs to be very persuasive, but you don't need a lot of copy to do that. But there are some exceptions to that rule. There are some circumstances where it does make sense to take a long copy approach to writing sales copy for your B2B client. Now, what is long copy? I define long copy as any copy that's over 800 words. So when you are getting into the third page of a Word doc, that's when you probably hit about 800 words, you are in long copy land. Okay, you're taking that long copy approach with the copy. So when do you write long copy? When you're writing email campaigns or ads or a direct mail piece or a brochure, when does it make sense to take a long copy approach when writing something for your B2B client? Well, there are seven different circumstances that I know of where taking a long copy approach often makes sense. So let me go through these one by one with you. Number one, is when you are dealing with an unfamiliar product or service. Let me give you an example here. Let's say your client is a forklift truck manufacturer and they're doing promotions to sell their forklift trucks. Well, their target audience are familiar with forklift trucks. You don't need to educate them on what a forklift truck is. You can jump right into the features and benefits. So you'll often will not need a long copy approach there. But what if your client is a consulting firm and they have this new consulting program that's based on this uh, new methodology that comes from the latest uh, breakthroughs in social science research, blah, blah, blah. And it's all complicated and something that no one has ever heard of before. It's brand new. Well, their target audience has never heard of it. They're scratching their head. They're wondering what this new consulting program is all about. So in your copy, you're going to have to spend time educating the target market on on what this unfamiliar consulting program is all about. What is it based on? What what are the features? What are the benefits? Why does it work? You're going to have to give them a lot of information because they're unfamiliar with it. It's an unfamiliar product or service to them. You have to spend some time getting them uh, familiar with it and excited about it. So that's when a long copy approach sometimes will make sense. So that's number one, an unfamiliar product or service. Number two is when you're dealing with an unfamiliar company. 
when the company is brand new to the target audience. And this can happen in a lot of circumstances. You might be dealing with a client who is a startup. So they are a brand new company to everybody. Nobody's heard of them. Or sometimes you're dealing with a company that is established in one industry, but they're trying to expand into another industry. And in, and in that other industry, they're not familiar. They're kind of brand new in that industry. So whatever the reason, the target audience does not know the company well. And when that happens, then you're going to have to spend some time in your copy building trust, building credibility, introducing your client's company to that target audience. You're going to be talking about the company a little bit more because people are unfamiliar with it. And this is particularly important in B2B because in a lot of B2B industries, business buyers are very familiar with the players. If you are a, a VP of sales um, in, in the retail industry, then you probably know who all the players are in the sales training world. You probably know all the sales training companies that focus on, on retail companies. Uh, so you're very familiar with them. So when someone new comes along that you haven't heard of, it's a little bit jarring and you're skeptical and not very trusting. So that new sales training company really has to do a lot of work in their copy to build that credibility and, and introduce themselves to you in an impactful way. Same thing if you are a uh, logistics company. You probably are very familiar with all the software companies that have software for a logistics company. So if your client is a brand new software company targeting logistics, they're going to have to do some credibility building. They're going to need more copy to do that. So that's when a long copy approach may make sense, is when your client is an unfamiliar company to your target audience. So that's number two. Number three is when you need to sell the problem or opportunity. And here's what I mean by that. Let me give you an example. I had a client many years ago who had this fantastic software that helped law firms manage their emails. A lot more important than you might think in a law firm where they have to keep records of everything and keep everything organized. So they had the software that did that, but email management really wasn't a problem that most law firms thought they had. It wasn't top of mind for them. They, they didn't get up in the morning and think, boy, we have email management problems. We need a software that's going to help us. And they, they just didn't think that way. So the copy needed to sell the problem and needed to highlight the problem and really grab the law firms by the shirt tails and say, hey, this is a serious problem and here's why. Let me give you another example just to make this clear. Uh, let's say that your client is an executive coaching firm and they have a program that helps management teams work well together with less conflict because they uh, their program helps them reduce conflict on high-level management teams. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds like a nice-to-have kind of thing. But a lot of senior managers don't wake up in the morning thinking to themselves, hey, we need to eliminate conflict. We need to get a consulting firm in, in here and help us do that. Some of them do. Most often they don't. So your copy needs to uh, agitate that problem. It needs to find a way to get these management teams thinking about the consequences of having so much conflict on their teams. 
and the impact it has on productivity and and getting tasks done and meeting goals and how they need to eliminate conflict or they're going to have all these consequences. So your copy is going to need to talk about that quite a bit. So a long copy approach in that circumstance is going to make sense. So that's number three, when you need to sell the problem or sell the opportunity because it's not something that's top of mind to the target audience. Number four is when you're asking for a direct sale. When you are writing a promotion where you're actually asking your B2B target market to buy the product, usually online. And this happens quite a bit with expensive training programs, uh, professional development programs sold online, you know, big ticket seminars, subscriptions to a high-end business or or, uh, industry-specific publications, things like that where you're asking the prospect to make a decision and buy online. If they're if you're asking them to do that and it's a big ticket price, if it's two, three, four hundred dollars or more, then you're gonna need a lot of copy to convince them to do that. Because you're not just asking them to download a free white paper or sign up for a free webinar like in a lead generation campaign. This is a sales generation piece you're writing and you need to uh, spend some time to sell them and on the idea of buying now and motivating them to buy now. And that takes some extra time. That takes some extra copy to do that. So sometimes a long copy approach in that circumstance makes a lot of sense. So when you're asking for a direct sale. Number five, and this is a little more difficult for me to explain, so uh, just bear with me for a second here is when you're, when you're writing copy to sell the careful buyer. And what I mean by that is when you have a buyer who is making a buying decision that's going to be high profile in the company or making a buying decision where it's very, very expensive, where the consequences of making a bad decision are going to look really bad on them, <laughs> okay? So they're being very, very careful. And because they're being very, very careful, they tend to read a lot of copy because they want a lot of information. Let me give you an example. If you are an operations manager of a company and you're tasked with buying a new fleet of forklift trucks for the warehouse, let's say you're buying 20, 30 new forklift trucks, that purchase decision is three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. And it's high profile. You don't want to make the wrong decision. You don't want to make a bad decision um, because it's so high profile and expensive, you're going to look really bad. So you're probably going to do a lot of product research. You're, you're likely to read a lot of copy because you're being very careful and you want a lot of information so you can make a good buying decision. So when you're selling a product or service like that for a client, even if it's in the early stages of lead generation, you're writing a lead gen email to promote a white paper or something like that, you can write a lot of copy, and a, and a long copy approach can work really, really well because you're, you're, the target market are careful buyers, and they tend to read a lot of information. So that's number five when you're dealing with the careful buyer. Number six, long copy can work well when you're selling a more expensive option compared to a low-cost or free alternative. Let me give you another example. I had a client many years ago who uh, sold a very expensive 
monthly publication. It was like a monthly report or publication on environmental regulations and legislation. Okay, so this publication will be sold to people in companies, usually factories and manufacturers and plants and warehouses, people in companies who are responsible for making sure that their companies comply with environmental laws and regulations. And it's very complex, and there's a lot of rules and a lot of guidelines, so this monthly report keeps them up to date. But it's expensive. To subscribe to this thing costs thousands of dollars a year. And the alternative for these people in these companies is that they can actually get this information for free. They can go on government websites. They can Google. There are ways to get this information free. After all, these environmental laws and guidelines are not kept secret by the government. You know, you can get this information online for free. So they're competing against free. So when you're competing against a low cost or a free option, you have to do a, a lot of selling to convince those people that it's worthwhile spending thousands, thousands of dollars, in this case, on your product or service. So it, you, that's, that's when a long copy approach can work really well, is when you're selling them on all the benefits of your product or service and why they should spend that kind of money rather than go for the free option or the low-cost alternative, okay? So that's a good reason to uh, take a long copy approach when writing your client's copy. And the final situation where long copy makes sense is when it has worked before, okay? Is when your client has tested different alternatives. They've tested long copy in their emails compared to short copy. When they've tested long copy in their ads compared to short ads. When they've tested long copy in the past and it has worked well for their target audience, then it makes sense to take a long copy approach because it's tested and it works. A lot of B2B companies do not do testing, but ask your client. When you're writing an email piece or writing a, a sales page or a landing page or a product page for their website, ask them. Ask if they've tried long copy in the past and ask them if they've tested it and if it worked better. You might be surprised. They might say, yes, we have tested it in the past and yes, it does work better. If that's the case, you have some pretty compelling evidence to take a long copy approach yourself in the promotional piece you're writing. So those are seven different circumstances where taking a long copy approach with your B2B sales copy might be a good idea. Number one, dealing with an unfamiliar product or service. Number two, your client is unfamiliar to the target audience. Number three, when you need to sell the problem or sell the opportunity. Number four, when you're asking for a direct sale, especially if it's a pricey product or service over three or four hundred dollars and you're asking the buyer to buy right away, usually online. Number five, when you're selling to the careful buyer. Number six, when you're selling a more expensive product against a low cost or no cost alternative. And number seven, when long copy has worked in the past. So I hope that helps you in deciding whether to take a long copy approach when writing a promotion for your client. I find those guidelines helpful. I hope you will too. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a big favor? If you have any topic suggestions or feedback on this podcast, please let me know. You can reach me at steve at 
steveslomwhite.com. And don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or go to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You'll find all the past episodes right there, along with a wealth of other information on building your B2B writing business. So I'm Steve Slomwhite. Have a great week, and I will be chatting with you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.
We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. <laughs>